Sometimes we laugh and sometimes we cry, but I guess you know now. Baby. Baby. <laughs> I took a half and she took the whole thing slow down. I mean, in honor of Baby. the NBA playoffs starting today. You gotta play Drake, right? Especially this is the new one with Lil Durk. This 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 one goes hard. Can't wait for the album. Can't wait for it. He's coming out with another album. He literally just dropped. Uh, what was it? Um, look at me forgetting my Drake albums. Like I don't know this man. Uh, Drake. Like he literally just dropped. Dark Lane, uh, I knew this what it was called, Dark Lane Demos. Like, what's going on here? And he's already dropping another album, man. He, 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 he be working. He be working. But anyway, man, what it do? It's your boy, KJ. It is KJ's Corner. KJ, Corner, Corner with a K. You already know what it is. Man, I'm out here in Panama City, Florida. Like I said last episode, this is my new, this is my new residency. This is where I'm at. I'm a... Um, on the bigger and better things, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm about to be a producer for a news station. Um, so that's pretty fun. And, uh, and yeah, and I'm, en I'm enjoying it out here so far. This is week three that I've been out here. Um, right now it's 11.02 a.m. So for majority of people that listen to me, who are probably most likely on the West Coast or from California, it is 9.02 a.m. That's crazy. Oh, I'm, I'm tripping. No, my, I, I'm, I'm lying. It's 11 for you guys. My computer is wrong. Um, it says 11.02. Um, I need to update that, by the way. It's 1.02 over here because I've been out and about running errands and everything. And it's been a pretty pretty busy morning for me. Um, but had to get all this stuff out the way because, you know, tonight is a big night. Tonight is the night. It is August 17th the official starting date of the NBA playoffs. And yes, we finally get playoffs back. The the NBA playoffs, man, that's it's, it's, it's so great to say it. Like just to think that at one point we didn't have basketball at all. We didn't have sports at all. And right now we're already, I mean, NHL is, is, is doing their playoffs. MLB is, is a, they only have sixty games this season, so they're 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 grinding out. Um, we got what else we got? We got um, the Premier League. Oh man, if you if you've been if you're a big soccer fan, you've been keeping up with the Premier League and everything. Uh, the Champions League, man. Uh, no Messi and no Ronaldo for the first time since two thousand and four, I believe it's two thousand and five. Um, that either of them won't be in the in the Champions League, so. Uh, that's crazy, um, and the fact that Messi's team got smacked eight to two. Like in a soccer game, you're not supposed to lose eight to two. Like that's that's terrible in a soccer game. Like that's a blowout. And I mean, obviously it's a blowout, six to eight to two. And but uh, the equivalent for like a basketball game, eight to two. Like that's like that's like like just for instance, like I think the Rockets average a hundred and. 15 to 17 points a game, uh, maybe 20, maybe more. So uh, that's like them putting up 120 to a team, putting up like 90, like a 30-point a loss, maybe even 80, like a 40-point loss. Like that's 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 pretty terrible. That's that's like that's like a 42 to to seven in a football game. Uh, like man, you just run up the score like that, eight to two, man. That's tough. That's tough. Um, so, yeah, no Lionel Messi, no Cristiano Ronaldo to go to the soccer world, the greatest soccer players of all time. Um, I mean, still in their prime, too. Like, I think they're both 34, 35. Uh, I think Ronaldo may, might be 36, a little bit older. But, I mean, they're still in great shape, and they're still the greatest soccer players of all time. But enough about football. And enough about football. Let's talk about basketball. It's the best of basketball talk right now. This is about to be a strictly basketball podcast. You know, I'll sprinkle in some news about, um, you know, what's been going on in the sports world and other uh, leagues and everything. But right now, the the holy mecca of the sports world, basketball, is returning. The playoffs are tonight. The matchups are set. Um, and before I get into that, I still want to just 
just address the, the bubble and everything. First of all, Adam Silver, um, best GM in all of basketball, in all of sports across every single professional sport. Um, he, he got this done. Uh, he made sure all his players were safety were safe, followed the safety protocols, everything. Uh, the ambiance, the, the arena, everything for the players was great. And, I mean, you, you saw it. They had, they had, they had fans in, in, like, Zoom, on Zoom watching on the, on the big old screen in the back. They had Black Lives Matter uh, plastered across the court. Uh, they had players uh, wearing their name on top of uh, a, uh, a, a message or whatever that, that spoke to to, to justice and, and, and equality and social reform and Black Lives Matter and all that stuff. It was beautiful. Um, and they also, uh, for the home team, would have, like, loud noise in the background and everything. Um, you know, make it feel like it was a home game. Make it feel like it was, you know, people there watching them. And, uh, you know, kind of made it feel like it was an actual NBA game. And, and now Adam Silver is allowing uh, players to bring in close family, close um, friends and people that they've that they've known probably about their whole life or people that they've been dating for a while or whatever what what have you um, he's allowing the players to bring them in uh, to the bubble now so as long as they follow the protocols and you know obviously don't have COVID and everything you know we there we're gonna have some fanfare in the background of these playoff games that start tonight I can't wait so we're gonna look it up right now. Um, oh, yeah, I just wanted to touch on it. Um, I mean, I, I was talking about Adam Silver. The other thing I want to talk about was uh, the fact that, you know, I'm, I'm happy the players are here, but, you know, you, we always got to talk about, you know, the the who was left out um, and what what occurred that, you know, saw some teams not making it, some teams uh, making it and stuff like that. Um, Devin Booker, I, man, I, I know – recency bias is a very big thing um people you know are hung up on the the current star or the current thing that's happening um and and they'll you know put it uh you know they'll say that that's the best thing that they've ever seen like i remember uh this 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 ig page i follow called all sports news it, it covers um literally all sports it did a poll recently for uh, the best college football quarterback in the past uh this past uh decade so the past 10 years basically um and it was like a it was like a, it was like an NCAA tournament format it was like one uh, player was seated here like one player was seated 16th or whatever and um it was like it was all the quarterbacks you know you 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 knew in college it was like Marcus Mariota all the Heisman Trophy winners from 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 now till uh, from Joe Burrow to Cam Newton back in 2010 um you had yeah, Marcus Mariota, you had Johnny Manziel, you had um, uh, Sam Darnold, you had, uh, oh man, there's a, it's a bunch of quarterbacks from that time. I think uh, Matt Stafford, no, Matt Stafford was before that, I think. Um, I can think of a 2011 quarterback. Um, obviously, Joe Burrow, um, you had uh, Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, um, and they were just talking about, you know, um, all these quarterbacks, you know, they, they had a little ex, like NCAA tournament style format on this IG page that was like, who is the best quarterbacks um, from 2010 to now? And they had it ranked and everything. And uh, they put the stats together. So even so, like Joe Burrow played like a cumulative um, like two seasons, and uh, his best seasons were at LSU. His best season was his final season at LSU when he won the championship and the Heisman. Um, so they put that all together. Same thing with Marcus Mariota compiled his whole career. Um, some players like James Winston, who was on there, um, was there for two years. His first year, he won the championship. Second year, um, they made it to the playoffs or whatever, but they didn't get far. Uh, and then you had guys like Cam Newton, who won the Heisman, went undefeated, won the championship, left for the draft. Um, had all that. And, uh, the, the the basically the title was who was the best quarterback out of the 2010s um, and everything and it got down to Joe Burrow versus Cam Newton and um, 
I, I wasn't too mad about the results. I mean, th- th- these were fans voting on this on this uh, IG page that has um, over. Um, I can look it up right now, real quick. All sports news. So they have online. They have five hundred ninety-four thousand uh, followers. So you know they're pretty. It's a pretty big um, sports coverage uh, um, page on Instagram. And yeah, they had a poll. Um, a little NCAA tournament style poll or whatever, and it came down to Cam Newton versus Joe Burrow, um, who had the best like career as a quarterback or whatever. And so people, for one, the fact that Joe Burrow made it all the way to um, the final, like the the championship, was it wasn't questionable. I mean, Joe Burrow had a, had one of the best seasons ever. From a quarterback in that one season, so his one season could have been, you know, great compared to a bunch of quarterbacks that were on that list who, you know, needed a compiled list of you know their seasons or whatever. And it was the fact that you know, yeah, he won a championship, yeah, he had a great season, yeah, he won the Heisman, but he did it, and he did it his final season, and you know, it took him. A couple of years. I mean, he's 23, so like, you know, he's 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 an older guy and he's still doing it. Cam Newton, I mean, he had a ridiculous season at Auburn. It's for first year. I mean, if they went undefeated. Um, they won the championship, and I mean, uh, he literally rose Auburn from the dead. Like the year before that, I think they were terrible, um, and uh, probably only won like uh, only won like five or some games or something like that. Cam comes in, they go 14-0. Um, he just takes control of the whole offense. I mean, and to be 6'5 and and have the arm that he has and be accurate and everything and, you know, not be – defenses can handle him. Like, he was a monster in college, just like he was in his first couple seasons as a Panther. Like, he was a beast. Um, and I think it was down to him and, him and Joe Burrow, and Joe Burrow ended up winning, being named the best quarterback um, – in the past 10 years of college football. And I mean, it, it, I mean, I get it. Like he has recency bias. Like, of course you can definitely argue that he definitely should have, like he could have won it. He should have, he should have won it, but there are so many other players that like cumulatively in their career, like accumulatively in their career, like they, you know, career wise were a better quarterback than Joe Burrow. Um, Marcus Mariota was a great quarterback for Oregon. Um, Jameis Winston, a great quarterback for Florida State. Um, obviously, Cam Newton, who who had that one season and should have left for the draft. I mean, after after you have a season like that, and I mean, obviously, you're a six five freak who can do everything on the football field. Um, obviously, you should go and leave for the draft. So, I mean, if he had stayed another year, he probably would have just overkilled it. Um, but he still would have been the number one overall pick. Um, they had guys on there. Like uh, Baker Mayfield had a, had a great had great years at Oklahoma, um, and I think uh, he was deserving of a number one pick. Uh, he was definitely deserving to be in the first round for sure, top ten definitely. Um, but he had a great year, great years at Oklahoma. Kyler Murray had a great year at Oklahoma. Um, Jalen Hurts was on there, but I mean you can't really put Jalen Hurts on there, even though he did have that one great year at, at uh, Oklahoma and then a one good year at Alabama. Um, Comparing him to Joe Burrow, no, not, definitely not. But um, yeah, Sam Darnold was decent. He he was he doesn't stack up to, to Joe Burrow's college career, I'd say. But he was a consistent, good quarterback and had USC consistently in bowl games and uh, had a had a I think a nine win season his last year or something like that. But um, for the recency bias was there, and that's what I'm you know getting at is the fact that. Um, yeah, Joe Burrow is a great was a great college quarterback, um, and could have probably was the top quarterback in the past ten years. But Cam Newton and a bunch of other players had very good seasons and very good careers at their colleges, respective colleges. And this is going back to the recency bias, getting to the NBA, which I was referring to. Yeah, Dame Lillard was going off. There's uh, he had three straight games where he put up 40-plus. 40, 40 he had a, a 50, 
52-point uh, game, a 61-point game, and then a 42-point game, I believe so. Um, but before that, it was, it was you know, rather pedestrian, you know, Dame numbers, I guess. He was putting up around 20, 27, 28, 36. Um, it was a, it's a big gap right there. But I remember seeing about 36 points in, like, his next two games after that. That that loss against the Clippers, where he you know missed those game winning free throws, but uh, the fact that he was you know willing his team to wins and and you know putting up ridiculous gaudy numbers in the in the final three games of the season, um, I, I I felt like it was recency bias and and nothing against Dame. I think Dame was for sure in that argument for the bubble MVP because they're they're the NBA decided to you know do give out bubble awards and everything, uh, coach of the year, bubble MVP, first team all bubble, second team all bubble, all that stuff. And, um, I mean, for the Suns to come in with a 0.1% chance of going undefeated, um, 0.01% um, of going undefeated in the bubble, and they do it, not against, not against like, I mean, everybody in, in, in the bubble was basically a playoff team besides the Suns and uh, five other teams, but you know the Suns had a really tough record. They uh, a really tough uh, schedule. I mean, they, they had to go against the Clippers, um, who still had Paul George, um, Kawhi Leonard, and 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 Lou Williams didn't have Montrezl Harrell, but still they should be. I mean, they're the Clippers. They're supposed to you know be the Western Conference Finals um, opponent to the Lakers, and uh, Devin Booker and the Suns beat them. They beat the Dallas Mavericks, who are in the playoffs and at the seventh seed. And they have a guy in Luka and and Kristaps uh, Porzingis, two All Stars, compared to Devin Booker being the only All Star on the team. Um, they beat uh, the Pacers, who was on a, who are on a tear, and T.J. Warren was at first the, the the talk of the bubble. I mean, again, recency bias. T.J. Warren was like the 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 top pick for for MVP of of the bubble until. You know, you saw Dame go off and, and do what he did. Um, they also played the, um, yeah, I said that the Clippers, the Mavericks, the Pacers. They played the Heat. They beat the Heat. Um, I mean, they had they 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 went against really talented teams, solid teams. A lot of the teams that they played against, majority, I believe, five of the of the eight games they played um, their games against, um, they were all. Um, Teams in the currently in the playoffs, and I can be wrong. I'm looking it up right now, um, seeing the Suns, but they had a really tough outing, or they had a really tough outing in their schedule. I like it was simple, and I like for everybody it was simple. Um, but here it is: they had, they had the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. They had the Wizards first, the Mavericks. They played the Mavericks twice. They had the Clippers, the Pacers, the Heat, the Thunder, the Sixers, and the Mavericks. So Mavericks, Clippers, Pacers, Heat, OKC, and Sixers, who all beat didn't have Ben Simmons that game, uh, who's out for the season. Um, they played six games, six of their other games, uh, excuse me, seven of their games were against playoff teams. Um, the one non-playoff team being the Wizards, but seven of the other teams were all already in the playoff picture, um, already slotted, already um, clinched their playoff spot, and the the Suns just blew by them with no Kelly Oubre um, and and just, yeah, a bunch of Young Bucks and Devin Booker with a longer Ricky Rubio. Um, I, I, I think a guy who's, who was averaging 27, 28 points a game who led his team to an 8-0 record um, should have by far won the MVP. Not by far. I was I was pretty disrespected. I feel disrespected um, that they that they it was a unanimous decision for Dame. Like it wasn't like it wasn't like fifty one forty nine or it wasn't sixty forty. I would have been okay with seventy thirty, even ninety ten. Like I'd have been okay if Devin Booker got some love. He didn't get a single vote. And I'm just like, how does a team that's not in the playoffs fighting for the AC go A no? Um, and Devin Booker, who was the leader of that team, carrying carrying that team, averaged 27 to 28 points a game, not get the MVP. 
I was I was just I was shocked. I didn't made no sense to me. Um, the other thing is, I mean, I, I know the rules are already set in place. Like you got to be within four games of the final eight seed to to get the play in game and everything. But man, is this is this the fact that John Morant and the Grizzlies? Nothing against John Morant. John Morant played hit played lights out. Um, but the Grizzlies. You know, we're in the playoff picture throughout the you know entirety of the of the season before um, they got canceled or suspended or whatever. The fact that they go what two and six um, in the bubble and still get the play playing game one because of their final game against the against the Bucks Giannis was hurt so the Bucks are playing or Giannis was suspended for a headbutt um, on Mo, uh, Mo Wagner of the of the Wizards, but. The fact that he, or the fact that the Grizzlies go two and six and the Suns go eight and no, but the Grizzlies because of their record before, um, you know their record before uh, the the seeding game started, they're already in the playoffs and everything. They had you know some ground to give up, and the Suns. I mean, obviously, like I said, they go eight and no. They needed the Grizzlies to lose, needed the Portland Trailblazers to lose. One of those teams to lose in order to be in the game, and both of those teams won. I was still mad about the Portland game. Karis LeVert and the Nets were killing uh, the Trailblazers. Karis LeVert was getting to the rack at will. You decided the last second to, to first of all, you know, you're down. So you take up all the time on the clock, one. Two, you decide to do a step back instead of go to the rack when you were getting to the rack at e with, with ease and at will. I thought it was like a shot in Devin Booker's face. Like, how dare you do that to Devin Booker like that? You knew Karis LeVert, you knew you should have just drove to the rack and and got that bucket or got fouled. You were down one. What'd you need to do a step back jumper for? Like that was it was it just made no sense to me. It made me mad. I was mad. I was hyper Devin Booker. Um I feel like I already know as a competitor and everything, um he's gonna he's about to be in his sixth season. He's only twenty three years old, so he's he's very young. He came into the league at eighteen. Um uh as 18 and then turned 19 as the season like started or was rolling along in his rookie year. So he qualified basically. Um, but he's, he's, he's really young, but to go into this season six and not sniff a playoff berth or anything like that, like that's, that's tough. Um, and guys like Michael Jordan, it took him a season for the Bulls to be in the playoffs. Um, LeBron, it took him a season uh, Carmelo or Dwayne Wade, it took him a season, or no, not even that. It, it, uh, it took Carmelo and Dwayne Wade their rookie years came out uh, into the playoffs. It took LeBron a season. Um, it took uh, it took um, a couple of great players. Like it took it took Blake Griffin a season. Um, it took John Wall a couple of seasons. I think like three or four, uh, but still, regardless, like. It's been a long time. I know Devin Booker is young, but I know he wants to win as a competitor. He wants to compete and at least put the Suns back on the map. And they they did that with this with their with their with their play in the bubble. Um, but uh, the fact that he didn't you know at least get any votes for MVP, I thought was ridiculous. Um, I know as a, like I said, as a competitor, he would trade in you know being named unanimous first team um, of the bubble. Uh, for a playoff spot for sure, but um, yeah, whatever. Um, the awards, by the way, went to uh, all seating first team Devin Booker, Luka Doncic, Damian Lillard, all all unanimous. Uh, James Harden and TJ Warren won, rounded out the uh, the first team. Second team was Giannis, Kawhi, Karis LeVert, Michael Porter Jr., who was who led the Nuggets in scoring, um, averaging twenty six. The rookie. Um, was playing like his his high school self, the the number one overall player in in, in high school when he was uh, back in twenty what eighteen. Um, so he had a very good bubble performance, deserved deservingly so to be on the uh, seeding team. And then Kristaps Porzingis rounded out the second team. Um, no AD, no LeBron, nobody from the Lakers, no uh, no. Nothing like that. Dame was named MVP. Monty Williams, the Suns coach, obviously should have been named coach of the year for that or bubble coach of the year. So uh, I can harp on that as long as much as I want, but 
you know, Devin Booker, his time will come. He got he got the he got the All Star nod finally. Um, um, so I believe next year, especially if they if they you know, one of the broadcasters said on uh, their final game against the Mavericks, if the Suns, you know, take take this uh, take the film from these games and you know, uh, look at them, watch through them. Um, examine them, analyze them, and everything. Uh, for this next upcoming season, they play like that. They're they're going to be a playoff team for sure. And they were just playing free and playing um, very good, as well as playing very good defensively. They're one of the best defensive teams in the bubble. Uh, on top of being one of the best offensive teams in the bubble, they were just swinging the ball around. Devin Booker looked like he was just all world. He looked like he was he's been in the NBA for a while now. And again, he's only twenty three, so. Um, for him to to um, actually, I, only think, I think he's only twenty two. I think he's twenty two or twenty three. He's really he's really young um, to be in to be in his fifth season in the league. Um, but for, yeah, for him to 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 carry himself the way he did in the bubble was just impressive. Um, so uh, can't wait to see the Suns next season. I think they'll be good, especially when they have Kelly Oubre back, another a guy I think that can take off the pressure from Devin Booker. Uh, but they did they did very good, and I think they should have got a playoff spot. But in regards to the playoffs, like I said, the playoffs are tonight. I can't wait. I'm excited. I'm I'm probably gonna watch a couple games. Um, again, I'm Central Times. So I'm pretty late. I'm I'm pretty late with it, so I gotta like wait, like super late. Like I think the first game um, is like at three or something uh let me check right now the schedule um playoffs baby playoffs um so yeah the first game oh i'm on i'm tripping the first game already happened uh right now the jazz and the nuggets are playing so that's the 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 four no the three and six seed um in the that's the uh, the the three and six seed right now have tipped off. It's already the second quarter. Um, crazy how the playoffs are, are right now. Like it's crazy. Um, I'm just gonna you know give out my pick. So I think it's gonna come out the first round for each for each uh, squad and um, for the Western Conference. I really think uh, I think the Clippers by far are gonna beat Dallas. I think it'll, it won't be like simple. It'll be pretty good. I think Luca is tough to defend for anybody. Um, but then again, they have, you know, they got to go contend with a Paul George and a um, a Kawhi Leonard, a Reggie Jackson, a Lou Williams, a Montrezl Harrell, who returned to the Clippers. Um, they're, they're, they're a pretty deep team, the Clippers. So, I mean, they, they should beat Dallas in five games, I think. Um, could could potentially sweep them, but I, I see five games. I think Utah and Denver um, – uh, if Jamal Murray and Will Barton are playing, which I can look and see right now, um, yeah, no, no, um, no, Gary Harris, no Will Barton. Jamal Murray is playing. Um, yeah, no Gary Harris or Will Barton. Um, no real, no real timetable on their return. But if they don't return in this season or in this uh, in this round, I don't see. Denver winning it. I do see Denver. I mean, they're long and athletic. And again, Michael Porter Jr. had a really good bubble um, performance. So, you know, maybe he can turn he can turn that into, you know, a playoff performance. I mean, he's right now, he has eight points on three of six shooting. So he's doing pretty good. Jokic is doing good. He has 13 on five of nine shooting, four rebounds. Murray has nine points. Donovan Mitchell right now is carrying the team. Uh, he has 15 points on five of nine, so he's he's dominating. Jordan Clarkson's doing good. I mean, I can see that series going to seven games. Um, if Gary Harris and Will Barton come back in a perfect time, then yeah, I do see the Denver beating Utah. Um, Utah having another first round exit. Um, nothing against them. I think uh, the Mike Conley experiment. Um, it wasn't a flop. Uh, Mike Conley had some injuries this season and, and he was just getting into the rhythm of, rhythm of things and trying to really, um, you know, work on how to, you know, work with a superstar guard and Donovan Mitchell, you know, Mike Conley has never had a 
a backcourt mate um, with him before. He's always been the 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 star backcourt player. So, um, if 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 uh, yeah, if Will Barton and Gary Harris don't come back for Denver, I do see Utah beating them. But um, I think that that that'd be a seven game series. If they both return, I think it'd be a six game series for Utah. So Utah and the Clippers would be in the second round, I believe. Um, the team dearest to my heart, my team, the Rockets. Um, we have no height. Um, that's no surprise. Um, they don't play today. They play tomorrow. Um, but we have no height. Um, but yeah, let me let me just get into that real quick. The Brooklyn Nets and the Raptors play next. Um, uh, Philadelphia and Boston play after that. By the way, Boston's gonna win that one easy. I'm, I just want to get that out, get that one out. Boston's sweeping uh, the Sixers. They have no Ben Simmons. They have nothing. Uh, Joel Embiid can't do it by himself. And yeah, that's just they're sweeping them. If anything, five games. Um, but for sure, they might get swept. Um, and then Dallas and Cl- Dallas and Los Angeles, the Clippers, uh, round out the four games tonight. Uh, in the playoffs, in the playoff restart. Um, but yeah, uh, the Rockets, we have no height. Um, what we did do, we did we did do a good thing by um, going from the seventh seed, which we were um, before the bubble, and jumped up to the fourth seed. Uh, the six, we, were at the, we were the sixth seed and jumped up to the fourth seed. Um, so we got the opportunity to play against OKC and... Uh, Russell Westbrook's former squad is the squad he's been with his entire career before this this season. Um, yeah, Chris Paul versus James Harden. Um, the, the the blockbuster trade that happened in the offseason, Chris Paul for Russell Westbrook. Um, this is tough. Like I, I was talking with friends of mine and uh and you know, we were just talking about it. Like I do think I think the Rockers will win this series, but I do think uh OKC um, most likely, or I do think OKC has a better chance of winning the series than the Rockets do. We have nobody to contend with Stephen Adams, um, and I mean he's not like a like a offensive weapon or a threat like that, but he's a very good rebound, a strong guy, and again we don't have any height. And um, not only that, OKC you know has that three guard lineup with Chris Paul, Shea Gilgis, and um, De- Dennis Schroeder. Um, they have a very good, they have a really good bench. I mean, they also have Danilo Gallinari, a solid shooter. They have shooting, um, and again, playmaking plus shooting, and obviously the Hall of Famer Chris Paul. Like, I can see the OKC winning the series. Um, it'd be it'd be it'd be a seven games. I don't see um, this series getting one. Um, in six games or less, um, if I'm I'm keeping faith in the Rockets, but I do see OKC winning this series. Um, so I, if if they do lose, I mean it, it should be. I mean we deserve to lose. We we literally our highest our our tallest player is six nine and he's thirty six years old. Uh, well, our tallest player in the rotation is six nine and he's thirty six years old, thirty five years old, something like that. Tyson Chandler is our only big. Um, we don't play him at all. Um, and I just don't understand the whole small ball thing. It's not getting us nowhere. Because if we win, we're going to go against the Lakers. And we did beat the Lakers in the season series this season. But um, contending with a healthy Lakers, with a, a Anthony Davis, who who is still a beast. I mean, can still give you 30 and 10 like nothing. Um, I don't know. You know how we're gonna contend with that, and then if we do win that game, you have, I believe, the, I mean the Clippers are making it to the to the Western Conference Finals. Um, you still gotta contend with a guy like Montrezl Harrell and um, you know Kawhi and Paul George um, are really solid players. And the biggest thing that um, I didn't address with the fact with the Rockets and the OKC matchup is Russell Westbrook is out right now with a quad strain, so. He's not gonna be, um, he's not gonna be ready for the first couple games. Maybe the whole series we don't even know yet, and that's a big blow for us. So we have to rely on a bench who, you know, doesn't really produce a lot. I think our best 
bench players are Austin Rivers and Jeff Green. Um, Eric Gordon is a starter now. Um, so um, he's definitely going to start now, especially with Westbrook uh, being out. But um, we need a lot of firepower coming off of our bench if we're going to, you know, come out and get this, you know, series win. Because, um, again, playing the Lakers, who are definitely on a mission, you know, LeBron, you know, has been talking about the Lakers are having some internal issues and everything. They're still the Lakers. He's still LeBron. They still have AD. They still have a solid uh, a solid uh, group of veterans and um, talented players around uh, those two. So um, I see the Lakers coming out of the Portland series. I mean, despite, you know, Dame going Dame going crazy, CJ being going crazy, Nurkic is playing well, Gary Trent and Carmelo are playing solid. Um, they don't really have, you know, they don't really go to their bench a lot. So, I mean, uh, I think the Lakers need to, to, to focus on um, attacking, you know, being consistent offensively and defensively when their bench, when the Portland Trailblazer bench is in because um, they don't have a bench. And I think the Lakers have to take advantage of that um, with guys like Deion Waiters and J.R. Smith and, and uh, Markeith Morris. They should be a solid team. So I think the Lakers will beat Portland, I think, six games. It'll be 60 games. Um, Nurkic and Hassan Whiteside cannot hold Anthony Davis. Um, and he's going to take them away from the rim as well. So no rim protection. Um, L.A. has a lot of – L.A. has some decent shooters. Uh, so they got to – Portland has to focus on that. And L.A. doesn't have anybody that can guard LeBron, uh, especially in their starting lineup. So uh, – so, I mean, I don't see the Portland Trailblazers winning that one. I, th- I feel like there's recency bias. If people think the Portland Trailblazers will give the Lakers a fight, I don't see it happening. Um, I think the Lakers win in six games. I think the Rockets will win in six or seven games. I believe Denver will win in seven games. I think the Clippers will win in five games. We go to the Eastern Conference. Um, Milwaukee and Orlando. Milwaukee's going to sweep Orlando. Um or, or Milwaukee was playing some somewhat kind of suspect throughout this this bubble. I mean, they had a couple issues. Um, they didn't really look as solid as they normally do, or as they did this season, uh, or the regular season. But they should win that game. Um, or they should win that series. I think hands down. Uh, max five games, but it should be a sweep. Indiana and Miami. That should be a great. Great series. Um, both teams are healthy. Or, well, not really. Oladipo is back, but Sabonis is not. I think if Milwaukee, or if Indiana had Sabonis, um, I think they would beat the Heat in six games. Um, I think right now, I think it's up in the air. I do think the Heat um, have a lot of um, depth, way more depth than the, than the Pacers. I think the Pacers' starting unit, is stronger than the Heat starting unit. Um, but I don't see, uh, without Sabonis, I don't see the the Pacers really keeping up with Miami, especially when we saw them matched up in the game. Um, Jimmy, or, or when TJ Warren came off of a, I think a 30-point night or whatever. Um, can't, they, they played the Heat. Jimmy had 19. TJ Warren had 12 at halftime and then 12 for the rest of the game. Um, so I don't see, I don't see the Pacers without Sabonis passing the heat, but I do think if Oladipo can, can put up his all-star numbers, if, uh, TJ Warren and the team can handle, um, Jimmy Butler and, uh, their, their guard play, which is very dynamic, um, and their center play. I mean, Bam Adebayo is a beast. Um, going against Miles Turner, I think that's that's that that'll be a good matchup right there. Um, I see the Heat winning this series in no less than six or seven games. Um, I think it'll be a good one. I really do. I think that's that's the best matchup right now um, out of all the teams, um, out of all the out of all the, all the first round matchups, the Pacers and the Heat. I think both teams mirror each other very well. They have a a, a strong starting lineup with with a decent bench, but um, uh, Pacers are missing an all star. Um, an all star right now is, is trying to recover and get his game back. 
Um, and TJ Warren, um, he was lightning in a bottle. He was there. He saw he saw flashes of, of, of a beast TJ Warren. But can we see that in the playoffs? Um, it's the same environment. I mean, nothing changing. Nothing changes besides the fact that these games, you know, mean something that that, that, that they mean. You know, you're, you're fighting for a championship right now. So, um, got to see how that goes, how that turns out. Like I said earlier, Boston versus Philly. Um, Philly's going to see a first-round exit. Um, yeah, again, you they have no Ben Simmons this, this time around. He's out for the season. Um, and they're, they're just going to force-feed Joel Embiid, and they don't have anybody else on the perimeter that can, I think, create for themselves. And you have Tobias Harris. Uh, I think Alec Burks is okay. Um, and and, um, and Josh Richardson is a solid player. But they're going against a Celtics team that's, um, you know, very talented in the starting lineup. They play positionless basketball. Kimball Walker, they have nobody to guard Kimball Walker. Nobody to guard. Um, yeah, you got to pick your poison. Do you want to go against, do you want to focus on Tatum or you want to focus on Jalen Brown and or Gordon Hayward? I don't see them. I don't see, you know, uh, you know, Tobias Harris and Josh Richardson have to take on that role of defending one of those three players uh, or two of those three players while the other one has to go off. So they have that. I think the Celtics also have a solid um, rotation. Um, I, th- I think uh, uh, Brad Stevens does a very good job of, you know, rotating his guys in and out. He'll, he'll, he'll leave Tatum. He'll take Tatum out first and Hayward out and then allow Jalen Brown to be the go-to guy and let Marcus Smart um, be the go-to guy for a while uh, or be the be, be a, a scorer as well, a facilitator. Um, and then he'll take them out. Um, you know, as the as the game is progressing, we'll take Jalen Brown out and maybe Kemba and then put in Jason Tatum and uh, Gordon Hayward or something. Um, have them, you know, be the focal points and, and, and go to work. And, and they do. They, they, they get it done. And against the Sixers, against a depleted Sixers right now, no Ben Simmons. Um, I do not see the Sixers winning a game, really. I, I, I really don't. Um, so we got to see. I mean, it's Daniel Tice and the bigs of the Sixers, of, of, of the Celtics, excuse me, uh, have to contend with Joel Embiid and Al Horford. Um, but I don't see the Sixers winning two games. So at max five games, but I do see the Boston Celtics sweeping the Sixers. And then I see the Raptors um, beating the Nets. I think the Nets are going to get one game at least, at least. They're, they're a tough team and a very well-coached team and, and a – um, they know the roles. All these all these players, none of these guys are superstars. These are guys who are who are gonna you know stay in these positions that they currently are in. Once Kyrie and Kevin Durant return, and Dinwiddie, and DeAndre Jordan, um, and Wilson Chandler, like they're um, this is a Nets team that most likely will be the number one seed next season um, in the East. So um, this is just you know what do we have right now. What, what can they contribute to the next season? Um, I think they'll get a game, but uh, yeah, they're definitely not being Toronto. Toronto's playing out absolutely out their mind right now, and um, they're, they, they're, I think, the deepest team in um, in the uh, in the East right now in the playoffs. I think, uh, well, them in Miami, I think they're the two deepest teams in the East, um, have so much depth. Uh, have go-to guys, but also have guys who, um, who are uh, capable and and no matter you know with the environment, whether it be home or away, like if this were you know regular playoff style and everything, and the fans were there and stuff like that, um, Toronto just knows who they are and they know um, what they're about and they play very well together. So I see them uh, winning in five, um, and yeah, and then. I'll talk about the second round next time. I was, I think, uh, the next couple of days. I'll just, we'll just uh, analyze, you know, the games and everything. Talk about what's going on with the games and um, with uh, the matchups and everything. And and then we'll talk about hot takes, like what's happening if, say, the Lakers lose like the first game or whatever or whatever happens. Like something, I know something's crazy is gonna happen in these in these playoffs. I mean, we already saw the craziness happening in the bubble. 
with I mean the Suns going eight and zero and and um, um, Dame putting up those ridiculous numbers and uh, everything. Just it was just it was an incredible, uh, credible what two three weeks of basketball, um, seeding games and and uh, um, and scrimmages. Uh, but now we're it's it's real basketball now, so I'm excited for that and I'll show you guys are and like I said, there's a game already on right now. Utah and Denver, and uh, at the half right now, Denver leads uh, by seven. So, um, um, so yeah, so Denver without Gary Harris and Will Barton right now is, is doing their thing, and they're keeping uh, float right now. And this is just game one, so, you know, we'll see what, how everything turns out. Um, but, yeah, so that was basically basketball news. I mean, there's... Uh, so much again, so much happening. Like I said, right now it's August, it's mid August, it's the 17th. Um, uh, and uh, July, July was the Renaissance, I think August is the Great Awakening, or however, um, you want to put it because uh, everything's happening. Like NHL is going on right now. Um, we got, um, we have, uh, uh, we have baseball still going on, and there's still you know issues with baseball players. I think the Phillies game the other day was canceled because of uh, a, a, another COVID issue. Um, yeah, the MLB needs to needs to focus on their uh, their players, their, their their commodity, their 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 merchandise because a lot of it's not looking good. Yeah, the. It was the Reds and the Pirates game uh, was postponed because of a COVID testing of a player. Um, so I don't know. The MLB is just they're, they're just they're just trying to keep it going while things are not looking good. It's just it's just weird. NHL reported no issues again, so they're doing good. Um, the Blackhawks forced a game five versus Vegas Golden Knights. Um, they won three one in Game Four of the West Quarterfinals. So the NHL is in the playoffs right now. Um, I'm excited. To see, I, I I'm about to tune into that right now, or tune into that a little bit more. See how that's going on. I'm a Blackhawks fan, so um, I was I'm happy to see that they're um, staying alive right now. They forced the Game Five. Uh, they were down three one. So um, the same thing in NHL. You know, you, uh, you play seven games, best of seven. Um, first to four wins and everything, and the Blackhawks struggled a little bit, are struggling a little bit, but um, they uh, they forced a game five, so hopefully they can force a game six and seven, and we'll see how that goes. Um, and uh, recent news: uh, Alex Smith, the former uh, the former uh, first round or first overall pick of the 49ers, um, and uh, a pro bowler with the Chiefs and uh, now a, a, a Redskin who had his knee, you know, basically decapitated in the game, or not decapitated, but like amputated basically during the football, during the game. Um, he was out for the past like season and a half, two seasons. Uh, he was just clear to play. Um, so that's good news for the Washington football team. <laughs> Still don't have a name for them yet. That's crazy. Um, Oh, uh, Alvin Gentry for the Pelicans got fired. Um, that's crazy. Uh, I think I said something crazy to a friend to a friend of mine to my homie. Um, I said he was Alvin Gentry was the reason Brandon Ingram became an All Star. Um, and I mean, you could debate me on that one. I mean, uh, obviously his his touches went up. Um, of course, you know he's not on the team with LeBron or or, or um, Kyle Kuzma or, or Lonzo and stuff like that, but. Yeah, his his touches went up. The offense ran through him, and um, he had a great season this year. I think he's gonna win Most Improved. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, all an All Star, um, and I think Alvin Gentry was the reason for that. Um, however, he is now gone. Um, I, I wonder who they're gonna bring in for for the Pelicans because um, I think they needed somebody who. Um, because Alvin Gentry is a guy who who focuses on speed. He, he he's a he's a guy who who's an up and down you know coach. He he had the Suns um, the Suns final playoff uh, the Suns final last playoff 
uh, appearance was Alvin Gentry's doing um, because he came in for D'Antoni and uh, he really had Steve Nash playing like a, an MVP, an all-star. Um, had Amari Sotomayor looking good. Had that Suns team looking good. They made it to the Western Conference Finals um, back in 2010, I believe it was, or um, 2009. It was one of those years um, that the 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 Suns were the two seed in the West, and it was Alvin Gentry who was the coach. Um, he's done great with the Pelicans. He had the Pelicans. Uh, he he got took the Pelicans to a playoffs uh, to a playoff. Uh, a playoffs won a series against the Portland Trailblazers, um, though being though they were the sixth seed that year too, um, swept them. By the way, that was crazy. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm really interested in seeing on who the Pelicans you know look to 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 be their new head coach and to be the the guy that takes uh, Zion to the next level. I think Avijiji should have been that guy or could have stayed that guy, but I guess we'll see. Um, there's probably better candidates out there. Um, I don't know who's really out there. Tom Thibodeau's gone. Um, he's a Nick now. Um, can't really think of any coaches for hire. Um, but in any case, um, NBA is back, man. Y'all, y'all go tune in. Um, again, like I said, the Nuggets and the and the Jazz are playing right now. Uh, the Raptors are playing next. Uh, then we got Milwaukee and the Clippers and the Mavericks rounded out tonight. So definitely tune in for that, you guys. Um, yeah, again, hey, this is your boy KJ out here in Panama City, Florida. Um, I'm enjoying it, having a good time, and uh, I'm going to be doing some more podcasts. And just, you know, tune in. I'll be here. I'll be here for y'all. You got me. Uh, but thank you for listening, man. I appreciate you guys. Like, subscribe, um, share, all that stuff. Um, this has yeah. been KJ's Corner. It's your boy KJ. I'm out. The Haiti.